Hello, and thanks for tuning in to our Monday Night Godcast, an immersive and interactive discussion of the Bible. If you're listening to this right now, then I know for a fact that God has something for you. That's right, you. I'm glad you're here. Let's dive into God's Word and see what He has in store for us today. I'm going to start off with a little video. It's eight minutes. If you are not in a position that you can see the screen, go ahead and move so you can see it. Am I going to need tissues? Um, no, you should be good. Jackie, you should be good. You shouldn't need any tissues. Caitlin, if you're hearing this, you don't need tissues. <laughs> Caitlin might. But... Oh, Caitlin. Sorry. Might be tissues. <laughs> I'm going to turn this light off. This is what you needed us to see, Ben. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> All right. Oh gosh. All right, so it's just going to jump right into it. There's no intro or anything. Mm -hmm. Was in Alaska doing the lawsuit. We're way out in the Aleutian Islands, getting ready to leave and go back to Anchorage and then home. And I had a ticket in my pocket to get on an airplane. And a pastor came up and he said, listen, I can save you money. I said, how's that? He said, I flew a small airplane up here. And I fly a small airplane, and I can take you in my little airplane, and you can save your ticket. And this did not sound... I said, gee, thank you so very, very much. But I've got this ticket. We'll just make our way on home, me and this other lawyer with me. He said, no, 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 you got to do it, you got to do it. And against every better judgment I had, I said, okay. Well, we went out to the airport, took us by his little plane, and I looked at it, and I thought... Well, one good thing, it's shiny. Then he walked around it. We got in. He's on the left front. I'm on the right front. The other lawyer's sitting right behind me. And he started it up. And it started up just fine. Well, we taxied out. I said, should we pray? He said, yeah, that's a good idea. We normally don't. I said, well, this time we're going <laughs> to. And I'm telling you, I prayed five, eight minutes. I prayed a long time. We went and got on the runway. He starts down the runway. The plane lifted off ever so gently, and we start climbing, and it's wonderful. Not a problem in the world. We started climbing, and we flew probably three, four minutes, and something happened that will never leave my mind. The pilot turned to me, and he said, we're going in the clouds, and I can't fly in clouds. They make me pass out. I said, clouds make you do what? Now, it's been cloudy all day. And we go right up into the clouds, and you can't see anything. And he looks at me, and his eyes roll back in his head. And he starts mumbling, and he passes out. Passed out cold. Now, I grabbed him, and I shook him, and I said, Come on, you got to wake up so I can kill you. Now, we're in the clouds, flying along with no pilot. And my friend in the back seat said, We're dead, aren't we? I said, There's a very good chance of that, yes. He said, what are we going to do? I said, I don't know. But there was a radio right there, and I handed him the microphone, and I said, start asking for help. 
So he's in the back seat reaching up, and he said, hello, hello. We didn't know any proper radio etiquette. All we were saying was hello. And somebody answered back, hello, hello. Don't you guys know proper radio etiquette? And I said, give it to me. I said, Tell, we don't know nothing. Tell him we're in an airplane with a passed out pilot, and we don't know how to fly this plane. The guy said, I'm a freighter flying out of Anchorage on the way to Tokyo. And he said, you're telling me you have nobody who can fly that plane with you? I said, tell him that's correct. Now, you can understand, I am sweating bullets. He said, the first thing I'm going to do is start circling so I don't lose you. Because I'll fly out of range of your radio and you won't have me anymore. And he said, I'm going to get Anchorage Emergency for you. And Anchorage Emergency will be the people that can maybe help you. Try to save your life. After about five minutes, Anchorage came on and said, we understand you have a passed out pilot. And those of you do not know how to fly that plane. We said, that's right. They said, well, the first thing we got to do is find you. And I'll never forget what this man at Anchorage said. He said, my job is to get you home safe. He said, that's my job. But he said, here's the deal. If you want me to get you home safe, you got to promise me you'll obey my voice. He said, you can't see me, but I can see you. And he said, if you're not going to obey my voice, you're going to die. When you can't see anything, you have no idea how disorientated you become. Finally, he said, okay, I found you. Now, hear me clear. He said, you're four minutes from a mountain. He said, you're going to crash in that mountain and die. Follow my voice. I never said... I have to follow your voice? Is that reasonable? You see, I understood without his voice, I had nothing. And do you understand, without God's voice, you have nothing. Nothing. Finally, he got us turned. And he said, I'm freezing all the traffic in the area. He said, it's going to take me an hour and a half to get you to Anchorage, and there's a lot of weather between you and Anchorage. You're in for a rough ride. And he said, I want you to hear me. I don't want you to look at what's going on outside. I don't want you to pay attention to the storm, just my voice. He said, if you start watching the storm, you will die. But I'll take you through it. Now, because they cleared all the traffic, several pilots, those nighttime freighters, those 747s started talking to us. They said, we're praying for you, Ben. You're going to make it, but listen to the voice. That's the key. They said, trust the voice. You realize your head is full of voices, and everybody in this world wants to talk to you, and everybody wants to be the controlling voice. And God says, I want you to be a living sacrifice. I want you to put yourself on the altar and let my voice be your voice. Finally, we went through the worst of the weather, but there was still more. And then the voice came back and it said, now, I'm going to line you up. He said, I'm going to bring you in right down the runway. And at the foot of the runway are some lights and they're in the form of a cross. He said, don't you forget this. The cross is the way home. Finally, he's bringing us down. We still can't see anything. And all he kept saying is, stay with me. My sheep, the Bible says, hear my voice and they follow me. Finally, just a couple hundred feet off the ground, we saw the cross. I landed the plane. In fact, I landed it seven times. Finally, it all came to a stop and the minute we stopped, the pilot woke up. The voice said, thanks for listening. I watch them crash and burn all the time because they won't follow my voice. 
They don't understand I'm the one who can see them even when they can't see me. But they get the voices in their head and they kill themselves. They self-destruct. Thanks for listening to the voice. Then they put us in a motel room in about four in the morning knock at my door and I opened the door and a man was standing there he said hello David I said you're the voice you're the one who got me home he said I do you understand one day you're going to stand before him and say you were the voice you're the voice that brought me home if you're not on that altar as a living sacrifice your head's full of voices. And then we wonder why kids crash and burn. We wonder why marriages are shattered. And the Lord's saying, I'm the one who has the voice. All I can remember is that voice saying, stay with me. Stay with me. Don't listen to what's going on in your head and don't watch the storm. Stay with me. take you through tonight you have a God who has promised to take you through a living sacrifice holy for just $67 you can make as many videos as you <laughs> sorry I may have misjudged you were lying that that I need little, tissues I was like that was a little bit sadder than I was expecting you I don't know why he would continue to be a pilot when you need to go through the cloud and you pass out in the cloud. That's true. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, there's kind of more cloud up here. Going through cloud. Wait. That's a stupid. Couldn't have told them this before they left. He just, yeah. That's the thing. So, does he really exist? It's. Or does he just exist at that moment? What's that? That's something. So, that's that video. For anyone listening on the podcast, I'm going to share the video link in the. Note so that you can watch the video itself as well. Um, and I'll share the video in the group chat later tonight as well. But yeah, follow my voice was was the key the key phrase there. Follow my voice. You know, and just just like the the radio tower, you know, command center, they can they can see you know through radar and their other technologies. They can see where the plane is and where it's headed. Even though the pilot cannot see, you know, command center, that, you know, hundreds or thousands of miles away, but the guy was saying, "Listen to my voice." There's a mountain in front of you, and you don't know it. you're going to die in four minutes. Follow my voice, and it's just so practical to to God and to us. Of we can't see him; he's there. Sometimes, you know, we don't, we don't audibly hear it. You need to turn left. You need to pull the lever up. You need to do that. You know, we don't hear that. Um, but sometimes we hear in other ways. Last week, we looked at the beginning of hearing God's voice. We, we looked, you know, first we talked about the Navy SEALs during their hell week of how they, the stuff that they go through, that they endure so that 
you know, during that training, they're prepared for the worst of stuff, so that during the very real war, they are prepared for stuff to come. Um, look at the different ways that we can hear God through the Logos and through the Rhema. The Logos, the written word, the audible word that God said in the Bible, and the Rhema, the hearing in our hearts, and resting in the Lord. We look at resting in the Lord, not worrying about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. It's a great place to start. And we looked at, in uh, 1 Kings 19 last week, of uh, Elijah, as he just came over this huge victory and, and proving God's, proving God, um, God proving himself through Elijah. And then he flees because someone wanted to kill him. And then God's like, what are you doing here? And then the storm passes, the fire passes, the earthquake, but he doesn't hear God in it. He hears God in a still small voice. And that's, that's kind of where we left off last week. Today we're continuing with that, about hearing God's voice, um, but in some, some different ways. I'm going to start off with, um, oh, this, yeah, since the video. Many years ago, researchers in Illinois planted a number of small trees inside of a greenhouse, inside of a greenhouse, dividing the trees into three groups. Trees in the first group were supported by a wooden stake to help them grow tall and straight. Those in the second group were not staked at all, but left to grow free. Trees in the third group, as in the second, were not staked, but were manually shaken back and forth for several minutes every day. After several months, the researchers looked at the three groups of trees and saw the inevitable. The staked trees in the first group were tall, but weak. The trees in the second group were a medium height, but also fairly weak. The trees in the third group, which had been shaken daily, had developed strong roots and a thick trunk that would help them grow tall and strong, though perhaps a bit more slowly than the other two groups. The analogy should not be lost on you. Strength comes from adversity, as you've no doubt found in other areas of your life. Problems will arise, and how you deal with them is what defines your future. It's kind of very similar to the parable of the soils, you know, where Jesus speaks of, you know, if you just plant it on rocks, it's, it has no root, it won't be able to go into anything, hold on to anything. So when winds come, it'll just blow away. Um, but here, you know, it's saying, first one, we see it a lot nowadays, you see trees planted, you know, freshly planted. You see a lot of times there are you know, one or two wooden stakes, and so the trees are supported. They can grow up straight in the way that man wants them to grow up, um, which is good. It helps them grow tall, but they're going to be a little weak for quite a while until their roots can really dig in because they're being supported. The second group, just nothing, just by themselves, let them grow how they grow. They might grow a little crooked. Might, some might be a little slower, might be a little faster, but the third group, they, they shook. They gave, they gave the trees some adversity every day. A few minutes every day, they shake the trees, forcing the trees to, to hold on to, to cling into the soil. So let's look at the next way of hearing from God. Remain rooted in Christ. Let's go to Colossians 
2, 6 through 8. I have a, I have a few verses that we're going to go through. It won't be too long in any one of them. Let my table of contents, because I'm never... Colossians 2, 6 through 8. New Testament. Chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 6 through 8. Yeah, a few more moments. People turn there. Very small book. Very, very small book. It's after, uh, after Ephesians and Philippians. Getting into the letters here. It's written by Paul to the people of Colossia. Alright, Colossians 2, 6 through 8. Go for it. I'll take it. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental, elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Okay, so let your roots grow deep down into him. Let your lives be built on him. What does this look like practically? It's like, alright, cool, that sounds great. Let's be rooted in Christ, but what does this look like? Being consistent in your faith. You're reading his word often. Okay, good. What else? Um, when I was... Uh... I kind of had like an epiphany and uh, about a year ago and I devoted myself fully to God. For the first time I said, God, I surrender all control to you. Every single amount of control I have, I give to you completely. You lead the way now. And I met with uh, Pastor Dave from Lighthouse and I said, I, I really want to go forward with God. I want to be all in with God. How do I do that? And he said, I'm really glad that you asked me. So there are, I think he said there was five uh, things you can do to grow closer with God. Read your Bible and live in it. Uh, live by its ways. Get plugged into a church. Go to church uh, as much as you can and do as much as you can there. Serve. Uh, three is service. Uh, get like serve somewhere um, and you know volunteer and just serve because we are made by God to serve others. Um, get plugged into a small group. You know I, all these things I pretty much wasn't really doing. Uh, I was doing them but just kind of, I was a lukewarm Christian. And then there was five, I can't remember what five was, but it was five, five principles to live by in order to live, to be rooted in God. And I, so far, um, in the last year, I have been working so hard to just be, do all of these things. And I'm actually happy to say that I've been doing those things and I've, I've definitely been seeing his will for me a lot clearer. Awesome. Since I've been doing those things. That's great. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Awesome. Yeah, sure. Alright, let's look at John 15.5. This is not too long ago that we were in John. And we're in John 15. I'll just read this. It's one verse. John 15.5. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. I don't know if you guys remember. For those who were here during when we were on John 15... 
I brought in a branch from outside to my backyard. I brought in two branches, actually. One branch I had just cut off minutes prior to Bible study starting. It still had some little fruits on it. The other one I cut off, I, I cut off the tree less than a week ago, maybe five days prior to that. The leaves were withered. Most of the leaves had fallen off. The fruit had fallen off. The, the branch was a little dried up already after just a few days. And that's what Jesus is saying. I am the vine. You are the branches. The branches come off of the vine. Those who remain in me stay connected to them. And I stay connected to them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anything that's disconnected from its source of life will die. Because a lack of life is death. Without the, the, the tree, the physical nutrients, the water, all the stuff that is coming from the vine, coming from the trunk, coming from where it's coming out of, it's going to die. So, it's just that. It's staying connected to his word. How can we stay connected? Physically, connect, connect, like, be in it. Ephesians 3, 17 through 18. You can turn there if you want. I'll read it. Ephesians 3, 17 through 18. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And you may have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. If you're still in Colossians, if you just flip back a few pages, you're in Ephesians. Start, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back a few verses because it started off with then. And if something started with then, then there was an if. Are you in chapter 3, Ben? Yeah, Ephesians 3. I'm going to start from verse 14. Ephesians 3, verse 14. This is Paul's prayer for spiritual growth. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources... He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then, Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. So that takes something of us, trusting in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. A very, very key word there is trust. Trust in Him. What are guys' thoughts? Is there is there a difference between I trust you and I trust in you? I think in you is deeper, you know, because um, when um, when Peter was walking on the water towards Jesus. Mm -hmm. There was literally a storm all around him, and for a moment we got to literally see what it looks like for the difference between those two, between trusting in Jesus and trusting Jesus. Trust means, in general, I trust you, sure, 
Um, you know, but, but that's kind of very common. Trusting in you means you devote your trust in them fully and live by what they tell you. Trusting someone in general means that you have trust for them, but that trust could be broken at any time. Trusting in Jesus is like, I'm all in with you. And when he was walking on the water, he kept his eyes focused on Jesus. That's what it looks like to trust in him. Trusting Jesus is like, he started to look around. He's, he's like, oh, I'm sinking. Uh, he was still trusting Jesus, but he wasn't fully devoted to that trust. He was kind mm -hmm. of, you know, in general, trusting him. That's good. Uh, I, think, I think that goes along with belief. With believing, no the to say I believe you and I believe in you, I think it's two very very different things. The demons believe Jesus. The demons acknowledge him, which is why they 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 scream in terror when they see Jesus approaching because they know who Jesus is. They know the power that he has. The demons believe Jesus. They believe that he exists. They believe who he is, but they don't believe in him. Their belief is not in him but they believe who he is. I think the same goes with trust. If I say, you know, if someone's like, hey, I can help you with this. You want, you want my help? Sure, I trust you. I, I trust that you will get done the task that, that you say that you'll get done. But do I trust in you? It's, I, think it's a whole, I think it's a lot deeper. I think it's a lot deeper rooted. So the key word here in Ephesians 3 is, Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. So to remain rooted in him, our trust needs to be in him. And what does that look like? What does that look like on, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday? What does it look like to trust in Jesus? Um, for me, like the past almost year now, um, like the girls know, but in November of last year, my job required me to do a weekly COVID test because, you know, the whole vaccine mandate and whatever. Um, but um, for the for this like almost year now that I was doing that, um, I had to really trust in Jesus so that He can take that mandate or whatever away. Um, because I can't just like trust in the you know, people that work at my job or the people who are, like, in the higher authorities or whatever, like, they have to, you know, depend on CBC and all these other people to, like, make the rules. But it was something that, like, I had no control of. I could not see it of, like, God working behind the scenes and working in these people's hearts or how whatever God did, you know, in the past, like, year. But I really had to trust in Him, like... God, I'm doing this because I'm trusting in you that this will come to an end. Um, and that has been so real for me. Um, all the ups and downs, I've gone through it and feeling like a broken record telling Ben, like, oh, I'm so tired of this. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been really cool to fully trust in, in God that he would change it 
and just recently they did change that so now I don't have to do it anymore and I'm like yes <laughs> in your face <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome alright let's go to or I'll just read it and then we'll turn to something else Psalm 1 verse 233 but they delight in the law of the Lord meditating on it day and night they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. If you imagine literally a tree planted by the water, like right, like right on the edge of the water, its roots go down deep, and they're probably below the water, just con have a constant supply of water. Never growing thirsty, always bearing fruit, Always, its branches are staying connected. And we're going to come back to this as well, meditating on it day and night. But for this, for this part, we're going to kind of use Psalm 1, verse 2 through 3, in two sections here. Remaining rooted in Christ, because they're like trees planted along the water. And then we're also going to look at it in another sense. Alright, let's turn to Jeremiah 17. Old Testament. It's after Isaiah. Jeremiah 17, verse 5 through 8. I got it. Alright, I get a few more seconds for people. It's after what book we said? Jeremiah 17, mm -hmm. verse 5 through 8. the subtitle that you have there? Wisdom from the Lord. Who wants some of that? I think we all, I think we all do. Cool. Alright, go for it. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an un uninhabited salty land. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Awesome. It's cool that we see that twice, in Jeremiah and in Psalm, about the trees planted by the water. So what do you see here? What what is this wisdom from the Lord? He's saying remain connected and you will not be swayed by the adversity of life. Trust in me in all things. Yeah. And in all things you will have. But if you turn to the the world to to get for this trust. Uh, you will find nothing but death is basically what I think it's saying. Mm -hmm. Which is true. If you turn to people and money and things of this earth to give you happiness, you'll find no happiness, but you'll be much more disappointed, depressed, and probably ashamed that you put your hope in, in something other than God to make you or to, to make you happy to give you the happiness that you know that God can give you on his on his own. Yeah. 
cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans. Has anybody put their has anybody ever put their trust in another person and has been let down? Yeah. Right? But it's always great when there's a but but blessed are those who trust in the Lord. It's like because if it was just left at that, cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, they rely on human strength, turn their hearts away from the Lord. Like trees in the desert, living in a barren wilderness. It's like, well, dang, that sucks because I've put my trust in humans before. But, blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. <sighs> okay. Good. There's, there's a hope. There is a hope. There is, there is good to come out of this. There is an alternative besides just putting our hopes in other people. Alright, let me put it in, in terms outside of trees. How many how many bars do you guys have? One. Or how many or how many LTE? Hmm? Uh, how many, how many, I got five G's. G's, five G's, four G's. Yeah. This thing's never clear. Four. One or two. We got four one. G's. There. We got some G's <laughs> on our phone. We got some connection. <laughs> yep. But, <laughs> but what good is this phone if there's no Wi-Fi, if there's no cell service? What can you do with it? Nothing. No. Pictures, camera, Bible app. Kindle and Bible app, basically. Timer. No, you can use it for a handful. It, it, it'll help with things. Yeah. But you cannot communicate. But how yeah. would your life change if this had no more connection? How are you going to get to the next concert that you've never been to before? How are you going to get to a friend's house that you forget how to get there? How are you going to go to, for some people, the grocery store half a mile away because you don't remember which <laughs> way you're supposed to turn? <laughs> 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 is that still a thing? Yes. Without remaining Sky. connected... <laughs> This phone is useless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Almost useless. Yes. <laughs> you can use it for a calculator and, and play games. You play Candy Crush and, you know, but for what we rely on this for, majority of the time is connectivity. Yeah. How frustrating is it when you're trying to make a call or send a text or look something up? Or whatever, post, whatever, and you're like, dang it, it's not sending, or it's not <laughs> connecting. I can't download it, I can't upload it. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And it's the same with us. What good is a Christian without remaining connected to God? To have that communication, that constant communication. I would, I would say, it might sound a bit harsh, but... Just as useless as this would be, this phone would be without having a constant connection. Like we've all had spotty connections before, right? You're you're hiking, you're out of town, you're on the back roads, you're wherever, and the connection is spotty. You just can't rely on it. You can't get what you need when you need it. You can't have direction when you need direction. How much worse are we off? Me, personally, you, personally, without constant connection with God. What good is a branch if you cut it off and then you try to tape it back on, glue it back on? You know, if you're, if you're cutting it off, you're going to lose a lot. 
You're going to lose important messages that need to be received. You're going to lose the connection that you had. It's not going to be the same if you're, if you're cut off. You might be able to get amended back together somehow, some way. But it's not going to be the same. Alright, so remain rooted in Christ. Is what we really just focused on. The video is about listening to the voice. Listen to the voice. Right? This is what this is all about. How do we hear God? You guys ready for something? Can I get two volunteers? <laughs> <laughs> hesitant hands. Let me make these hands a little more hesitant. Oh gosh. <laughs> Brace yourselves. Before I choose, your I'm going to let you know that this is going to be a little different than my normal um, demonstrations. That's a good word. This one will actually involve a little bit of danger. And I know I've got a reputation for, you know, exaggerating stories and making, you know, blowing things out of proportion, you know, telling just an entire story to captivate people and then say, just kidding, this never happened. But this one will actually involve some risk of physical bodily injury. I'm not joking. So... Are there two people that would still want to volunteer? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, Jackie. Great. You'll be the first. Um, pick someone that that you will listen to this person's voice. Raise your hand if you were still volunteering. Let's go, Yoda. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yana, I mean, no, first, Jackie. Is that the bodily injury you're talking about? <laughs> Jackie, come on up. Oh, no. Well, she's in the medical field, so it's kind of safe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Safe Matt. call. Go to something like that. Oh, okay. Well, I'm also in the medical right, right, right. You are going to be blindfolded by this very fashionable red, white, and blue type flag. Sometimes I don't Now, I need you to be honest and tell me if you can see. I don't what? Okay. Oh, jeez. I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. And I was going to say, come on. Oh. Pull off my pocket. No, okay. You have to, like, Can you yeah. see? No travel. I had to go outside <laughs> and just see. I don't really trust that. I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. I don't see. Jackie, your name is, your your role is the walker. Yana, come on up. <laughs> your role is the guiding voice. Um, follow me over here for a second. Out of my hands are cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna maybe fall into anything. Right, no, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna disorient you a little bit. I'm gonna spin you. Oh, oh gee. I'm gonna spin you. Oh, oh, no. Make a long blank. Let's go this way a little bit, just in case. All right. Oh, right there. No. All right, good. You're good right there. <laughs> All right, we're going to do a few short. Activities here, not a few activities, but like a few different ways about going this. First way is Jackie being the walker, she's gonna walk. 
Yana being the guiding voice, she is going to use her voice and only her voice, no objects or touching or guiding, anything besides your verbal commands. To have her follow this path without running into anything in this order. Okay. Okay. All right. Stepping on each of these paper check marks. Go ahead. Now, no one else say anything. Guiding voice, you can get as close or as far away from the walker as you would like. It's up to you, but no touching or guiding or, or anything. Alright? Okay. Jackie, mm -hmm. you can hear me, right? Yes. Okay. So, just um, take like three steps forward. You'll be okay. Keep going. One more. Go back a little bit. Yep, there you go. You step on that one. Great. Now keep walking forward. Just, yep. You have me on your right side. Keep going. And you step on another one. Nope, stop there. Good. Now turn to your right a little bit. More. Good. Alright, now you're going to go forward some. Two steps. One more. One more. Good. Alright, now um, go kind of shuffle to your left a little bit. There you go. Okay, you stepped on that one. <laughs> Um, I think this was next. <laughs> Alright, now shuffle to the right. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Great, stop. Alright, now move forward like three, four steps. Keep going. Good, stop there. Now shuffle to the right a little bit. Okay, great. Now move forward. Keep going, keep going. And now go to the left a little bit. Great. And I just walk forward to tell you to stop. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Stop there. Beautiful. Great. That was good. Keep the blindfold on. <laughs> now, we're going to do something a little different. I'm going to rearrange this path so that Jackie can't remember and go based off of her memory as yeah, if she would be able remember. to be oriented to do that. <laughs> <laughs> now, guiding voice, turn around 180 degrees. <laughs> Alright, turn to your right, keep going. Perfect. Alright, this time, uh, what do you, you guys think? Was it easy, difficult, kind of medium for, for her easy. to be guided? Easy. It was easy, easy right? <clears throat> there was one voice, and it was just her and that voice the whole time. Alright, you guys ready? Now it's your turn. Oh boy. No. It's going to be the same guiding voice, and she can remain as close or as distant from the walker as she <laughs> would like. Still no touching or guiding or pushing. This time, much like our everyday life, there are many other voices oh, around us. You guys are going to be all the other voices. Oh, Social nice. media, the media. Friends, family, peer pressure, society, our own voices in our head, the enemy, self-doubt, everything else. So you guys, your guys' role is the misleading voices. So, while the guiding voice may be saying, go straight, you guys might be saying, go right, turn left, stop, look out! <laughs> Alright, so let's give this a try. Now, you want stipulation? You guys must remain seated. Got it. The guiding voice can be as close to as distance as the guiding voice chooses. And the walker, if the walker says, hey, back up, or you're too close, or too loud, or whatever, you can say that. You got, you know, don't be screaming at the top of your lungs. 
But don't be whispering also. <laughs> All right. Ready? Go ahead. Before I tell her and you guys start screaming, mm. am I going to go like this? Um, or? Sure. How would you like? Get her to touch all the check marks. Oh, okay. No, 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 At the same time, there was no obstacles, obstacles mm. or I mean, danger. You say that. It's pretty <laughs> in here, in my head, physical. Oh jeez. What I've got is oh, oh no, my my <laughs> brand new knife block. <laughs> Listen, there's one knife. Here's another. Where's the first aid kit? <laughs> yeah, I think here's, here's another. Ooh, that's a big one. Oh, that's, that's a nice. Santoku. What? Okay. <laughs> I just say big knife. But... <laughs> get all fancy with us, man. Don't get all right. Fancy. Jacqueline. I don't know where he's putting these. What I have here are some different knives of various sizes. Uh, Chef's knife, oh hairy knives, right. steak knives, all very Butter real knives. Knife, you know. and, and I have... Jerry rigged some little stands so that the knives will remain upright, blade facing right. up. Nope, he's not. I am seeing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jackie, I love you. I am very nervous. But are you loving me myself, enough to take you... me to an emergency room? <laughs> but I'll take you. You, I think you, can. you need to. You need to. 
not step on these knives that I'm going to put down on Wonderful. the ground. These knives oh, will or could impale your foot. God, they're so sharp. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I am not envious. We can go around. Okay. No, I raised my hand because you didn't have to do this. Don't put your your feet too high up. Mm -hmm. So, I am being careful as I place these because I don't want to step on them. I'm glad you have your eyes. Put this one here. <laughs> get that by the start. And get these ones over here. Let me grab this knife. Hmm. This might be a little difficult. It's not as much space. That's what he needs. And put that one there. All right, we're going to just uh, speed this up a little bit. Instead of doing it without the voice and with the voice, let's just go right to with the with the voices. Lovely, let's do it. Please, oh, guiding voice, I... do not let her step on these knives because I would like to I not have anyone go to I'm... the emergency. Plus, it's unsanitary for those knives. Um, Plus, this is new carpet, Jackie. Please don't bleed on my new carpet. <laughs> or hurt yourself. All right. Um, guiding voice, um, go ahead, turn left, big shark, <laughs> danger, 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 turn around, turn around, oh, that one just fell down, wait, wait, stop, 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 oh, oh, you're so close to my Stop, 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 stop. Go, go, keep going. Turn around. Oh, go backwards. Oh, Back it up. Oh, no. Left, left, right. Do not move to the left. Take a little hop. Hop over it. Back up a little bit. Back up. Back up. Back up. Oh, that's even bigger. That's the chef knife. That's the chef knife. That was a little bigger. Stop it. Good. No, Bro. Hold on, hold on. You gotta turn back, turn no, back, turn back. You almost lost the toe. Go left. Be careful of that pinky right there. Go forward. No, back, no, 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 Trust you. Thank you. So, see what I did. Round of applause. Round of applause. Awesome. Good job. Oh, thanks. We can slide the ottoman back to the people who want the ottoman. Yes. 
So, what can we learn from this? Listen to Je um, Yana. <laughs> 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 Why are you distressed? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Kind of. Now, it, an important part was I asked Jackie to pick someone that she will be able to listen to their voice. Mm -hmm. To pick someone that, and with that, I would say that she's able to be trusting in, not just I trust you, you know. There are, there are people I might have my, maybe both ways, I might trust in them, but I don't trust them to get me through these knife situations, you know? And I might have people where I'd be like, yeah, I, I, I can trust them that will get me through this, but I don't trust in them. Because while they might be able to help me in this, all my trust isn't in this person. But it's important that you have someone that you can trust in to guide you through life's ups and downs, through the things that we want to get to, places that we want to be, and to help us avoid the places that we shouldn't go so we don't end up with this through our foot. but the guiding voice, and that there were was no great. obstacles. That was great. It was great? Fantastic. Was it hard to follow the voice? Did you ever doubt where you were going? Nope. Okay. What about when you were going back, no obstacles, just with lots of other voices? Was it harder to hear? Did you ever lose focus of the main voice? Yes. Yeah. You had to re refocus. How'd you do that? I had to stop for a second. <laughs> and then listen harder. But it ha the big thing, I think, is proximity. Because she stayed close, I could focus. And it wasn't, there wasn't too much time where I wasn't hearing her. Or I couldn't hear her clearly because she was so close. If she had been across the room trying to give me directions in the same way that all of you guys were sitting and yelling directions, I don't, I wouldn't have made it. I didn't, I don't, I wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have been able to hear. That's a great observation. So, proximity. Because I allowed you both to determine how close you wanted to get to each other. And I told you that if at any point in time, you want the guiding voice further away or closer that you could say that. But yeah, if, if Yana was on the couch with you all and her voice was being drowned out by all the other voices, if her voice was not closer, if she was not choosing to have this voice closer to her, her voice would have just been lost, just faded in, in all the other voices. Now the final go through, tell me about that. <laughs> more or less or equal to than the other ones? More. A little more. The element, supposed element of danger, <laughs> definitely makes it so you 
you would want to hone in more clearly on the voice that is going to lead you through everything. Um, so smaller steps to be not and smaller steps not as I didn't trust where she was leading me, but smaller step and this is and this is a new thing actually. So that's kind of cool. Um, for me, stability has always been a lesson that God has been trying to teach me for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. So I find stability in myself. I find confidence in myself where it doesn't need to be, where it shouldn't be, where it belongs to God. And even in this demonstration, um, my small steps, even though I trusted her voice, was reflective of me finding stability in what I know, which is, or what I can control, which is how large a step I take. So if I take small steps, even though I'm trusting in her voice, and I'm trusting that she's going to get me through, but the small steps I can control. So it's, again, it's a lesson for me, actually. It's very eye-opening as well. Like, even, even with that trust, even with that proximity and that closeness, I can still hesitate. I can still be unsure of myself, not them, but myself, and so take smaller steps. Hmm. Does that make sense? That's good. That's really good. Because it's so easy. If you didn't have the blindfold on and you could see beginning to the end the entire time, even with, if there were actual knives there on the floor, you'd be able to just kind of step around. You know, step around because you can see the whole picture. But we can't. Just like the pilot, the, the passenger who is flying, flying the plane that his pilot passed out on, he can't see. It's cloudy, which is why his actual pilot passed out. He can't see. The, the voice said, there's a mountain in front of you. You're going to hit it in four minutes. You're going to die. He couldn't see. He couldn't see the big picture. He couldn't see the end. God's already there. God's already in our end. He's already ever-present outside of time. And so it'd be so easy to just say, what are you doing? Why aren't you listening to me? I'm already there. If I were God, I would be a very frustrated God, and I would hope no one would worship me, because I would just be frustrated all the time. What are you doing? I'm telling you to go left. Why are you taking a little baby step? Go! <laughs> that would be me as God, and it wouldn't be pretty. <laughs> but God is patient with us. He meets us where we're at. He realized, guiding voice realized that the walker was hesitant. So... The guiding voice walked her through little steps because that's where that's where she was at at that point in time. If she saw that the guiding that the walker was just going to do exactly take two big steps and was going to do it without fear of where they're at, it'd be it'd be a little different story. But how easy it would it be to just say, "Okay, follow my voice here. You're going to get there. Cool, sounds good. Okay, now follow me over here, but be careful because there's this danger." Well, okay. Wait, did, did you say left or right? Hold up. Wait, wait, tell me again. Wait, which way? Forward? Okay. But I, I don't want to hit that. I'm not. I'm telling you to go straight. But I, I see danger. I, I see I, I might fail. I hear others saying to go right. Are you sure I should be going straight? Others are saying going right. In fact, other people are going right also. Maybe I should go right. That big setback. Yesterday, 
as I'm typing some of these words down, as I'm typing my thoughts out, I stopped and I prayed. Actually, I was getting back into it yesterday morning. And I'm like, all right. God, these are my actual words that I prayed. Lord, help me to tune out all of the voices and tune in to your voice. That was my prayer. Something happened. Not just one thing, actually, but a few things happened. Once I prayed that, those simple words, Lord, help me to tune out all of the voices and tune into your voice. Those are the words I said. Because I'm trying to focus, work on this lesson, work on God, I want to hear from you. Help me tune out all these other voices and just tune into you. Immediately, something happened. The refrigerator kicked on. Now it kind of goes from just quiet and then it kind of kicks on, starts cooling down again. I heard... I started questioning, do I own an analog clock in this house? I, I kind of opened my eyes and I'm like, I can see the fridge and the microwave. Where is an analog clock? And I'm like, oh yeah, on the wall over there. Okay, yeah, that's where that TikTok is. I was confused. Then I heard a bird chirping outside behind me. Outside the, the back door. Then I heard a plane passing over the house. Then I heard my stomach telling me that I'm hungry. <laughs> and it's time for breakfast. But then, I immediately heard something pressing on my heart saying, even if you pray to hear my voice, you need to actively tune out all the other voices and distractions and know my voice. And that's... <laughs> that activity immediately was formed. <laughs> this might not be true for all, but this is what I heard from God from me yesterday. That I need to actively tune out the other voices and distractions in my head. I need to actively tune out not just the fridge and the birds and the, you know, those things that are around. I need to tune out all these other voices that are calling out there's all the, these other misleading directions, right? I need to tune out. Ah, don't worry about it. You know, you got enough written down. It's fine. Bible study is good. I need to tune out. Ah, people are out of town. Some people might not be there. Ah, you know, we already had a good week last week. Now nah, this is good enough. I need to tune out. Ah, just start making breakfast. Just start the day getting ready. You're good to go. And lots of other voices, too. Tuning out, thinking about work the next day. Turning out, thinking about what am I doing later this day for, you know, hanging out with people. What am I doing, you know, next week? I have something next week and I need to be thinking about. Should I be making food for something? I got to tune out everything, right? And those are all very trivial things. Let alone, you know, if anyone's going through depression, if anyone's going through, you know, relationship issues, if anyone's going through, you know, real hard struggles, past birds chirping and the fridge kicking on. But for me, I needed to, and I still need to learn to, actively, not just passively, like, da, 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 I can't hear you. God, speak to me. I can't hear anything else. Come on. Not just plugging your ears and, you know, passively tuning stuff out. I need to, 
Anybody ever have actually use a radio where you actually have to turn the dial mm -hmm. and like tune it? You go click, 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 click. Oh, I passed it. Let me go back a little bit. Click, click. There it is. Boom. 95.1. Right? There, yeah. there you are. It takes an action. And it's very easy to skip past it. You might still hear the faint sound of it on, on 95.2 because it's a close radio signal. But you're not getting, you might get some mixed signal in there from another station that's close by. You might hear some static. But you might be able to hear part of the song and recognize it. Like, oh yeah, that's, oh, I know this song. But unless you're clearly tuned in to the right station, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose part of the message. You're not going to hear everything clearly. You might miss some words in the song. I think the same goes with hearing from God. It's something that we need to actively do. Jackie had to kind of stop, refocus, and there's a lot of voices going on. And you just kind of pause, stand still, and think about what does Yana's voice sound like? Let me, let me tune out those deeper voices. Let me tune out those higher ones. Let me turn out those ones that are too loud. Let me turn out those ones that are too soft. There she is. Let me focus on that voice. Now, how do we do that if we don't know what God's voice sounds like? If we've never heard his voice, how do we know what it sounds like? How can we tune back into something that we haven't heard before? The answer is pretty much always Jesus or the Bible. In Bible studies. The answer is right here. Because... Jesus says, and we talked about this last week, even sheep, as stupid as sheep are, can recognize their shepherd's voice out of other people's voices. Sheep that need to be told, drink this water. Sheep that need to be told, eat this grass. Sheep that need to be told, lay down. Sheep that need to be told, don't walk off this cliff. Turn around, and then you gotta use a cane to bring him back around. These stupid sheep can recognize if I were to go out and go, Sheep, come here! I don't know what shepherds say to, get, to wrangle those sheep. <laughs> sure. Maybe they can sound, I don't know. But if I were to say, Hey, sheep, come here! They wouldn't turn. But if their shepherd were to say, Hey, sheep, come here! They would recognize the voice. And they would turn and do what that voice is telling them to do. If those sheep can figure it out and can detect one person's voice versus another, this is our shepherd. Jesus is in these words. And it's not just about the, the audible sound of, oh, this, this pitch doesn't sound like Jesus. No. If we're hearing the voice saying, stop, 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 no, turn left, no, go right, no, stop, turn around. That's what I was saying. Would Jesus be telling me all these changing directions so quickly would Jesus be saying stop go stop 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 go right turn left turn around sit down no Jesus tells me something and he sticks to it something might change along the way but I know Jesus' voice won't change this quickly like all these other voices maybe that was easy for her to tune out you know Jesus is saying just take the easy way out just do it just do it this way come on did you see those other people why are those people successful they don't deserve it they're not even Christian I can do it that way too. Thanks, God. No, that's not God's voice. God never said take the easy way out. When we look at these words, we look at 
these red letters, we look at these black letters, we look at what God's Word is saying, that's how we know His voice. That's how we can tune in. Thoughts? Questions? I've experienced it. Hmm? I've experienced that. What it actually feels like to have him talking in your head. Yeah. I've also experienced when the devil was attacking me, I mean like hitting me with a complete onslaught of his army, his, his own army. I could hear a very evil voice, which television and I think the Bible will um, kind of portray him as this evil, almost hissing sound in your head like do this it'll be great it'll feel great or oh do this you don't want to take that job you want to do this or you want to do your own thing aren't you the man of your own destiny things like that and there's a very different distinction between the two of them and sometimes a voice that has been in my head has been described or disguised as god's voice mm -hmm. it's gentle it's soothing but i have control over it um when god's speaking and I mean when God is literally speaking to me in my head. It's a calming voice. It gives me goosebumps all over. And I can't control it. I have no control over it. I'll give you an example. One, when I, I recently broke up with my ex. And it was by command of God. Um, didn't want to do it. He told me to. And I heard it. That gentle, calming voice saying, I will be with you through every trial, through every struggle. I will help you. And then worse stuff happened. And I was facing, by the end of it, I was facing a storm. Literally a storm. I had no money. I couldn't pay rent. I couldn't pay for food. I couldn't pay for anything. And then uh, I had two jobs, none of which I could go to because I was sick. And I literally cried out to God. I said, God, where are you? And he actually gave me a vision in my head of Jesus standing in my kitchen with me. And he was gentle. And he told me, um, I, he like, I knelt before him. And then I stood, he, he helped me stand up and... I said, where have you been? I've been crying out to you for so long, and I'm, like, I'm in this hole. I just can't climb out of it. And he said, you're not meant to climb out of it. You're meant to let me help you out of it. Mm -hmm. And within, like, week, I, I stayed vigilant to his plan, and within maybe a week or two, things started to ease up, and things actually started to increase again. Everything, like, my life started to mold back together slowly. And ever since I focused on him, he's been giving me that support and stability. That's one of the big reasons I even came here tonight, because listening for his voice can be hard. And I know that, and I've experienced that. That's, like, been my entire life this last four months, hmm. is just that struggle. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Cool, man. Well, That's awesome. Good. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, sure. Anyone else? Final thoughts, questions, comments, concerns? That was said that your uh, post in Messenger today kind of left, uh, kind of led us to something exciting, and this demonstration <laughs> was definitely exciting. So kudos to you on this one because I was like, um, the follow up to last week was like you started it out well, and I'm like, hey, let's figure out what the continuation is going to be. And now that I've seen the continuation, I'm like, this was good, and it was definitely the right thing to hear. And that video. That speaks. I mean, not to say I've been in a plane where I feel like the plane's going to crash into a mountain. I haven't. 
But um, you just, you know, you never really know what situation you're going to be in if something would have happened. Or you've seen it in a movie, you've seen it on a TV show, you've seen it on, you know, your... Or you hear it's like a public speaker speak or you're at like, you know, stuff like that and you just hear them pour out and, you know, you have a end point that comes out of the uh, message and listening about voices is definitely something that should resonate in all of us and I think we've all been in that situation more than times we can count but it's definitely going good as to you there buddy no and and I mean as as much as I was like kind of thinking last week like I, I enjoyed how last week went and I'm kind of like all right God what are you gonna do from here because I'm like I, I feel like I gave it my all already and I can't even speak anymore about how to hear from you because I don't know how else to hear from you. So I asked God, God, I need, I need to hear from you about how to hear from you so I can tell others how to hear from you. And and God showed up. Um, but yeah, all, all God, that that whole scene, that whole display was, it, it came in like a, like a, like a snap of a finger. And yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 for me, the biggest takeaway was was that prayer of God that I had of God help me to tune out other voices and tune into you. And, and He was like, "You need to actively work on this. You need to actively tune out those voices. I can't tune it out for you, but you can." But for me in that moment, it was something I needed to actively work on. Right. And again, I'll, I'll end it today with the way I prefaced it, the way I started last week of, I'm not saying come here and you're going to hear from God tomorrow or on your way home from work. And, you know, if you, know, you do A plus B, then C will happen. There's no formula to hear from God. And while you might do one thing one way and someone else does the exact same thing, one might hear God, one might not. There's no equation, there's no formula to God or to hear from Him um, or to get anything from Him. But um, basically what I'm doing is sharing my experience of hearing God in how to hear from God, um, how to tune into Him. And what I've seen is remaining rooted in Him, constantly connected. And hey, I'm also preaching this to myself and what God is, what I'm telling you guys what God is telling me too because I don't read this every day. I should and I want to, but I fail. Um, and I, I fall short of even my own standard of like I want to be reading this every day. I tell others to read this every day. I don't even read it every day. I want to read it every day. Um, but anyway. God, thank you for this evening. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for your voice. I thank you for calling out to us and guiding us through these uh, obstacles, guiding us through these knives so that we don't step on them. Lord, help us to tune into your voice. Help us to actively tune out the other voices that don't need to be there, that shouldn't be there. Lord, help us to remain rooted in you. Help us to stay connected to you. To be able to be like trees planted by the water, so that we never run dry, so that we're always producing fruit. Lord, help us to find rest in you. 
help us to not worry about tomorrow because tomorrow's already got enough of its worries of its own. Lord, let us hear from you, not so that we can do anything with it other than say that we are close with you, so that we just are spending time with you. Thank you, Lord, for all these people here and for those that couldn't make it too. And all glory to you, God. Thank you for, for speaking to us here. And we pray for protection over everyone. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening. It's always a good time in God's presence is with us. I hope you enjoyed it and that you tune in again for the next episode of the Monday Night Godcast.